Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Wait, hold on. What does your what does your robe do? I can. <laughs> I ha, I can use an action. To move I can move an action. I can use an action to move to the astral plane. Who needs to get to the astral plane? <laughs> oh shit. Raid on the Library of Secrets begins after our party has sailed clear of the Golden Archipelago accompanied by their strange new companion, the Living Star. Our party soon finds themselves guests of the incredible airborne College of Ether, a school of arcane study held aloft by enchantments and the solid clouds of the Overbright. The school is a place of magical magnificence, arcane innovation, and well-meaning chaos. Floating wizard towers and aerial common areas drift through the open sky, bound together by a tangle of thick ropes and swaying bridges. Far from the eye of intrusive governments or rival schools, this eclectic assemblage of mages is free to pursue the study of magic as they see fit. At its center is the Transcendental Library, a perplexing structure that stores untold secrets. The party will have to earn entrance to this fantastical library, overcome an unexpected assault by the Iron Chain, and unravel the mysteries within to discover the way forward towards the edge of the world. Hey, guess what? We started selling merchandise. Check out the link in the description below and see what we've got. Mercer's like, I'm just fine. Alright, go for it. It's Celine's turn. So, she's going to um, heal herself. Oh, of course she is. She's she's over half down. So is Esther. <laughs> uh, let's see, it's nine, fourteen points back to her. Not sure would have helped Esther. That could well, be used as Esther said anything. Yeah, she said, "Oh man, I'm half the woman I used to be." She just did now. <laughs> I said it earlier. Um, and then she's going to give Mercer bardic inspiration. <laughs> okay, that's her turn. Yep, Mercer's turn. Bonus action, force cannon, and he'll take his D8. That's going to be a 21 to hit. Heck yeah. What would you have rolled if you hadn't used Bardic Inspiration? A 13. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So 21 is definitely going to hit. And then Firebolt. Well, roll your damage for your Force Cannon. Oh, no, no, no. Mercer is, Mercer is intentionally, he's boom, boom. Okay. Yeah, no, he's... So, Force Bolt... 13 points of damage. A force bolt kills him. Firebolt, another 18 points of damage. And it's pushed five feet away. 
Give me evens or odds. Odds. Evens, you destroyed the book as well. That's fine, the other one has one too. No, both are destroyed. No, you said he's in parts. Oh, this one. Yeah. Be, oh. I go collect his parts in his book. Okay. <laughs> when you look at the book itself, it's still a steel-plated book, but all the papers inside of it, blank pages. That's fine. He just... Steel book, he can catapult at someone. <laughs> oh, Lord. <sighs> okay. He's like... And if you really want to get real finicky about it, you could probably get away with putting in his arcane infusion to make it returning. Well, just so you're aware, the book is considered a ranged weapon. Um, it has a range of 40 slash 80. Dang. And it does 1d10 bludgeoning damage. Well, the back needs that, yo. No, you got an arcing javelin. You ain't getting my steel steel book of throwy return. Because I can put an infusion on that and make it return. Oh, but you're using yeah, all your infusions yeah. right now, aren't you? Yeah, but I can, I, if I decide to, I can give it up to have a throwy bookie of return. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. Call it um, Oh, and because it is steel plated, the book weighs uh, five pounds. That's fine. It's in my bag of holding. So it's... Most books only weigh about half a pound. This thing is steel plated, so it's got some more heft to it. That's I mean, fine. It's like picking up one of those big, giant books to the library, and you're just like, oh, Lord. <sighs> okay. How many pounds of components did I get? Small little gnome clockworks. Of course. An auto gnome? Basically. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. Your pink. Before we continue on, mm-hmm. um, let's see, that is. One second level spell for Celine, so she has uh, three more. So she heals Esther for 17 points. Okay. She heals Esther for 17 points. Thank you so much. I feel so much better. And then gives a little bonk to the back of her head. Next time you're hurt, say something. I did. I said I'm only half the woman I used to be. And then, um, she'll, so that was a second level spell. She'll use, um, she will use two charges on the staff for Mercer. Back to Mercer. How's the back looking? 
The back's not looking too bad. She could use a little boost if we want to continue, but I think it'll be all right. Okay, so she'll use a first level spell and do healing word. Okay. You gain uh, uh, eight hit points back. Okay, cool, cool, cool. She can live with that. That's good, that's good. So, that's one first level, two second level spells. Okay. And I'm good for the moment. All right. So I assume you guys are moving on into the next room then? Yep. All right. So, was the back being right there? And I have her step in. Um, as soon as the back steps into the room first, she immediately notices a cluttering mess of books and papers and everything oh, else you Lord. can think of in a library scattered all over the floor. Wow, well, wasn't that Because of how be much of a mess there is, the floor in here is treated as difficult terrain. Oh, lovely. Looks like my boy's bedroom back at home. Barrel's gonna come right to here. Esther comes in, and Swain comes in. Ugh, this small chamber is covered nearly floor to ceiling in books. An overflowing bin labeled Book Returns sits under a small chute that leads through the ceiling of the chamber. And it kind of looks like stuff's not coming down properly. Like, it just looks like a mess of stuff is just... And... You can probably give me an intelligence check. Oh boy. It's a very, very easy one. If you're able to take a 10, take a 10. Take a 10? Yeah. No, oh. well, Celine has a 10, so takes a 10. Okay. Uh, and for, Mercer passive, gets... for passive perception? No, intelligence. Oh, intelligence. Oh. oh. Basically, he's just saying you, you just, you, it's, it's a oh. take a 10 rule, so you can just do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So it's a safe bet to probably assume that the two clockwork librarians that attacked you in the prior room were working on trying to organize this room with how messy it was. See, man, look, you interrupted their important work, and now we got to wade through this mess. They interrupted my important work. Dude, all they said was stop. And get out. We can't get yeah, out. Well, you could have said sorry for breaking the thing instead of aggroing on them like that, man. Meh. Oh, my God. Um, if you guys want, as you tread through everything to the next room, you can make a perception check. Oh, boy. Otherwise, I assume you guys carry on to the next room. 14 for Mercer. Uh, okay. And a 22 for Celine. Celine will see it. 15? 15 sees it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the back's Okay, so the two who made it, um, they find a small little clockwork shaft brimming with electric energy that's buried in the book returns bin as you guys walk past it. Esther's going to walk up to it and be like, what the heck is that? She hollers at Mercer. Guys, look at this! She reaches for it. Okay. Picks it up. Picks it up. Cool, look at this! What did I find? Exactly what I just told you. A small clockwork shaft brimming with electric energy. And that's it. Can it, Mercer, it looks like some sort of specialized component to a specific sort of machine. Can Mercer 
discern that and the fact that the book return thing isn't working that one and two go together um, as an artificer because he's a tinkerer uh, yes and no he can tell that the part probably has something to do with the machine that being said he's probably he's also certain that in this room there's no way he's Putting the, the piece back where it goes from where he's at. So it doesn't... Okay. Marshall's like, here, let me have it. There you go. Hands right. it over. Puts it in his bag because he's like, I'll fix this later. Because <laughs> I can't fix it in here, correct? Right. And you guys make your way into the next room? Yep. Okay. Remind me who's going in first as uh, the back is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always, tank going tank. Always meet shield. Okay. So Followed by Mercer and then Celine. Followed by Mercer, Celine, Esther. Yep. Okay. So you come into the main hall. The walls of this room stretch up to 80 feet to a lattice ceiling. The immense bookshelves that fill the room each go up to 40 feet with sliding ladders to access the upper shelves. The shelves appear organized, but upon closer inspection, the order is haphazard and incomplete. Statues of great scholars and mages decorate the corners of the room through the lattice work. Oh, of the room. Through the lattice work, a perplexing jumble of upside down rooms can be seen, but not reachable, as if the library was magically folded over in on itself. Um. <clears throat> So that's all you get to know right now. Um, Mercer's going to start like looking around the books. Alright. Um, he can give me either a... Is there anything in particular he's looking for, or is he just looking for books? Oh, he's looking for anything artificer, okay. magical in nature, um, tinkering in nature. Okay. So... But all in all, some sort of like a useful book of some sort that for him, yeah. Okay, so he can give me an investigation or perception check. Investigation. Ooh, yeah, that's twenty-three. Alright, so he finds a. Uh, For some reason, I thought you were like chewing on that can. I'm like, <laughs> extra fiber in your diet. Uh, let's see here. <coughs> um, okay, so this is where some something interesting happens. He finds a book that seems like it would be useful to him. But something's odd about it. Like everything seems... It, it's a book, but it seems like everything that should be printed and written seems sort of smeared and warped. And he knows that there's something in particular he has to do to be able to read the book and learn what it know, what the contents are. 
If you want to, you can give me an Arcana check, and I will give you a little bit more information. Okay. Um, that also took you 20 minutes to find that book. That's fine. Eighteen. Eighteen. Given that this is the Transcendental Library, while there might be useful books to find, it's probably not just a safe bet to know that there's a certain way you have to go about reading it. There's probably also stuff that you might need and certain places you'd want to go to try to read the book. He pockets it for now. Okay. Mercer could spend days in here. Is this the right door that I'm thinking of? I think so. Okay. So, um, there is a door leading out of this room, which The, real quick, hmm. the room that's back there, like, can we see that? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go in there. Into this room? Yeah, what's in there? Uh, so, when you walk inside of here, you find shelves upon shelves upon shelves full of various jars holding a magical powder that um, just by looking at it, this is one of those few things that you don't need to roll for. You know it's called memory dust. Mm. It's a way for someone, it's a magical way for someone to store a creature's appearance and words. And then there's a large magical basin that sits promptly on the counter. Like, does it have like, can I can I roll like an arcana to see if I know how to use this stuff? Yeah, go for it. Or history. Um, I'd be better off with uh, arcana. Well, and the reason why I say that is because I can add, I can double my proficiency if it's like a, related to like a uh, magical items, alchemical objects. So it actually give me a better bonus than my arcana. I'll let you do the history with the understanding that it's going to be a higher DC. Okay. Did you roll a natural 20? I did. Are you, are you kidding me? That's serious. Nice. Where are my glasses at? I can't Dwarf is a natural 20. Oh, screw you, you jackwagon. Okay, so that's going to be a 31. Frick, man. <laughs> okay, so you know that 
you you've heard legend of these things, okay? You've heard about how somebody can uh, take a memory or a thought or an idea or an action or something, and using one of these specialized jars, it creates a powder that just appears inside of the jar as you're focused on whatever it is you want stored. And then the jar can be opened up later, poured into the basin, and it creates like a little bit sort of like your ashes spell. Mm-hmm. And it um, it basically can tell that person's story. So when it's poured into the basin, it rises up, creating shapes and images. Each jar contains a different person's story with hundreds of jars available. Do I see names on any of the jars? Um, you do. You also see them written in a multitude of different languages. Selene, I need you! Basically. So obviously this is the basin. Yep. So I need you to start figuring out these names and seeing if there's anyone important in there. These are all full of memory stuff. Very Potentially very important. So she per, she per proceeds to um, cast comprehend languages. She's going around and before she does that, mm-hmm. just from looking around, she can tell that based on the number of different types of languages and everything that are written on all these jars, it's going to take a solid three hours to go through all of them. To well, read all the names. She it. doesn't. Ha- she doesn't have that. She has ten minutes. So. No, but what I'm saying is that's how many different jars she's seeing. Correct. Um, we're just going to make a, you know, real quick poke, 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 trying to discern whichever ones we think are going to be the most relevant. Okay. Can I? I mean, is there like, can I do like detect magic to see if anyone's you know providing more magic than others? Is there something I can do? That's up to you. Well, yeah, so detect magic. I'm going to see if there's anything that has a very strong magical aura. All right. Give me a wisdom saving throw. That's going to be a 19. 19. Okay, so... You don't take any psychic damage, but you nearly go blind as you realize that the Transcendental Library... Oh, he already knew that. Is pure magic. It's got, and after a few seconds, he realizes the full extent of the intricacies of magic here to the point where he can see magic that's woven into the woodwork, into the walls, into the masonry. Wow. Like, take a, take a jug of water, okay? Mm-hmm. You stir it ever so slightly, just enough so that the water is slowly moving. Mm-hmm. And you take three different colors of food coloring and you drop them in. Yep. While it's moving, you can still kind of distinguish the different colors that are moving in the jar. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That would be detect magic and discerning various types of schools of magic and everything the way it normally works. Yeah. In this case, somebody not only put food coloring in that jar spun the ever-living crap out of it to the point where you're not seeing schools of magic. That's how long and how far it's blended. Uh And he's seeing magic to the nth degree to where there's there's evidence of like runic magic and ancient magic and 
types of magic he's never even seen or thought of or known before. That's how old this magic has gone into this place. He grabs a jar, thinks really hard about just all the stuff he just witnessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fills oh, up. Wait, an empty jar? Uh-huh. He can't find an empty jar anywhere. I've got vials. Uh, he quickly just, he's just like, uh, this one. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> he just tossed the powder out of a random jar. Oh, my lord. You're gonna get us all killed. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what he does. <coughs> he wants to engrave all this magic he just saw in his head. Okay, so... Yeah, he, he tosses the powder around. Oh, gosh. Lord. That's the one rare one we needed. <laughs> uh, so does it fill up? Yes, it fills he up. He screws the cup, drops it into his bag. As soon as he lets loose and drops it in the bag, he's, going, he's starting to look around on the shelf again. He sees his jar now sitting on the shelf. back on the shelf again. You went into this without really... <laughs> Mine! <laughs> it's back on the shelf again. Ten minutes later. I'm fighting with this thing? <laughs> he hasn't gotten anywhere. <laughs> no, no. <coughs> no, Celine's just kind of going around and checking names that she, you know, for the ones that she can't read. And she's seeing every type of name of of anything and everything you can think of. Names that are blatantly obvious to be Dragonborn or Elf or Dwarven. Um, Do you, she swears one of them has to be like a Grung or a Centaur or some unusual creature. There's some that are in a language that she knows she would never have otherwise even recognized to be something other than a language like grunts and clicks and or or runes even not yeah. necessarily a language but symbols instead of and she's like it. she moves on quickly from mm -hmm. that one but so she's kind of like looking around for like any names that like would maybe be worthwhile like famous names or something famous names anyone from the college um, well, there's dozens of them that are from the college. That's the majority of what, what the, the like the professor, on. the professors. <sighs> and like as she as she does that, she shifts them into a pile. Okay. All right. So one of them that stands out, almost she almost overlooked it because, like you said earlier, it looked like grunts and clicks. Turns out it was actually a dialect of an ogre-ish uh, language. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of odd, because while ogre mages are known, they're very rare. Mm -hmm. And so that one catches her eye. Um, one that she doesn't recognize and can't pronounce the name because of that catches her eye. Okay, so again, she's setting these all off to the side on the table. Okay. And then the last one, I'm not even going to roll for it. It's a name, just a 
basic name that she otherwise would overlook if the label on it didn't have like a bunch of other little obvious symbols or stamps or something drawn around it as mm -hmm. well. And some sort of an unusual watermark in the background of the name. Okay. So the label is just completely different from all the others. Okay. So while Mercer's still fighting with his jar, <laughs> um, she sits there and takes the one, the first one, okay. dumps it into the basin. That was the ogreish one? Yeah. Okay, so it sprouts to life. <clears throat> she sees an image of a female ogre holding a child. And then it, it's almost like still pictures that transform. Mm -hmm. So you see the lifespan of this ogre going from a child to a adolescent to a teen to an adult and everything. And uh, while it seemed like he did enjoy being the brutish hunter that loved to track down animals and fight people and and engage in various battles and such um, there was always a look about its face that said it wanted something else mm -hmm. and uh, met a, a human older gentleman who you, you don't you don't hear anything but it looked like he was trying to communicate with the ogre and became like his mentor and started teaching basic magic. Almost as if somebody took the feat magic initiate. Yeah. They weren't going to pick up on a lot of spells, but they picked up on something. Mm -hmm. And so this ogre um, basically picked up every type of feat that gave you spell casting abilities. Mm -hmm. Never took on what would be the equivalent to an actual spell casting class. Yeah. And just got to the point where um, he, he was kind of, of a nasty spellcaster and fighter simultaneously. So now not, is he, not only is he just swinging a sword, but maybe he's swinging a sword and blasting a firebolt. Or maybe he's shooting a crossbow and then creating a, uh, a mage armor on himself or something. Um, you could have sworn there was even one time where he probably cast Thunderous Smite with a punch. <laughs> so he's like sitting there. Four. <laughs> okay. So does the dust stay like in the basin? Um, it dissipates and then reappears in the jar. Okay. She shoves that one off the side, grabs the next one. What was the next one I told you? The unusual language? Yeah. Okay. That one is of a Loxodon, a peacekeeper Loxodon, who um, you don't see the beginning of his life, I'm so, excuse me, her life. You see the midpoint of her life where she was um, uh, uh, not abducted, not conducted, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Inducted? Inducted, thank you. <laughs> Inducted into a, uh, almost like a temple sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But it's an arcane temple, not a divine temple. And <clears throat> at one point she gets to uh, a time where there was an attack on this temple. And she fought off defending it and ended up losing her hand. Like something curse-oriented or something of that nature cut her hand off. 
and there was like some sort of weird um, smoky looking aspect that came off of the weapon that slashed her hand off mm -hmm. and so she had to put like a metal cup that she later decorated to make it look more of the appearance that she had mm -hmm. to her hand and then from there on devoted to using arcane magic as a way to heal and protect rather than to fight and defend okay so to speak and then that dust settles and goes back into the jar and then the last one the last one okay and it's Celine that's looking at this right mm -hmm. okay so this last one and she can give me an intelligence check at advantage for this one uh, it's going to be a 12 a 12 I'm going to give it to her because this is just flavor text at this point. Um, she sees an image of a gentleman, probably like mid-twenties, so to speak, has long hair, and is dressed in very ornate, almost royalty-like robes. Mm -hmm. And he's just sitting in a chair and he's reading books, okay? And you can tell he's trying to practice magic simultaneously. So he'll read a book and then maybe he does uh, produce flame or maybe he tries mage hand and makes something move mm -hmm. um, and then as he's going through the books he comes to an unusual looking book that has a lock in the middle of it but doesn't have any sort of like change or anything it just has a latch over it mm -hmm. takes a key out pops it open opens it up and this weird smoke kind of pours off of the book and he starts reading through it, and you see physical changes start to form. So, like, sections of his hair across the side start to fade away, and so he has this really long, almost like an emo cut sort of mohawk hair thing that hangs down to one side. Mm -hmm. um, the pupils of his eyes go away, so his eyes are now one solid color. Um, All black? No. Well, you can't tell because it's Not just dust. There's no color distinction. Okay. Um, unusual markings start to form on like his the back of his shoulder blades and his shoulders and across his arms. Um, and it, this isn't all happening in one single scenario. This is like over the, time. Yeah, over time sort of thing. And um, then you see him holding a book and like clutching it for dear life only to have it disappear and then you see his body get shifted like somebody shot him with like the force cannon thing and he just Dang. gets blasted back mm -hmm. and when he gets blasted back you see him hit a wall there's an explosion of dust for for appearance sake not an actual explosion yeah and that's when the dust all settles what's interesting is Celine can swear she's seen his face somewhere before. The one that she keeps envisioning when she casts that spell? Yep. <clears throat> she's like, hmm, okay. Well, I don't think we're going to find anything else in here. And Mercer finally has conceded the point that he can't have his jar. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Now, we're going to take a break from Mercer and Sling for a moment. This one. What are Zabak and Esther doing this whole time? Because they have... You're recording, uh, right? Better be. 
Okay. So at least we're gonna say at least a good hour has probably gone. That was well. Ten minutes alone was the comprehend languages. Yeah. And then of course there was at least a twenty minutes trying to find the book and then watching those. So yeah, we're gonna say a solid hour has gone by. Esther is just chilling (coughs) with with uh, Daryl as Zach looks around and. uh, Okay. So where is uh, Esther and? uh, She's sitting like. There's really nowhere to actually sit. These are, this is like a, a small library. There's yeah. aisles of books and everything. She's just uh, sitting near the door that they came in, keeping Beryl occupied. You sit on the floor. Huh? Yeah. Right. Well, I just said there's like really nowhere for you to sit. Well, you can sit on the yeah, floor. Yeah, I'm sitting on the floor. <laughs> okay, so they're right there. And, uh, What's so- Esther doing? That was Esther and Beryl. Oh, Esther is with Beryl. Okay, so what is Zabak doing then? Zabak is kind of looking around, just checking things out, making sure everything looks safe. So just give me a spot where she'd be at. Now. Um, kind of in the middle of the room now. Just so looking around, right, taking it all in. Right here. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're bored. Yeah. Like, come on, we need um, to get back to the, sh- the action. Esther, for certain, can give me a perception check. Zabak can give me a perception check. Mercer and Celine will not be able to because they're not in that room at the moment. Well, they're already predisposed in their own. Yeah. Does an 11 get anything? Do I perceive anything at all? With an 11? Yeah. Um, Probably not. No, probably not. Just a moment here. The clockworks librarian sneaks up on you. No! (laughs) Sneak attacks you. No! This is not how I wanted to go out, man. Slide this board up a little bit. Give myself a little bit more space. That's a level 20. So you die. Oh, jeez. All right. Actually, I guess it is possible that you'd survive if they all happen to roll ones. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're talking... One of them and two of them. Okay. So what did she roll for perception? An 11? Yeah. And what did Zabak roll? Less than that. Okay. So. They have to roll double ones. Jeez. Oh, you perceive them? Mm. I mean, darn close. That was a sevens. Oh. And a. Oh, wow. Mm. <clears throat> that is going to be. 21. So, so receive one, not the other. <coughs> hey. As, uh. <coughs> Excuse me. As two people stealthfully slip in. Let's see here. Five. 
say right here. This one goes right here. Um, Hi. Did you say Esther was the one that saw them? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Esther notices these two. Zabak doesn't see them. Oh, uh, guys. And that's when you hear uh, Beryl go, <laughs> as you look over and you see a, one of the monks go, <laughs> and just grab Beryl. Beryl! Oh crap, Zabak's gonna be mad. Initiative. Zabak is gonna be mad. I messed up. I messed up. Yes and no. Okay, so, what did Esther get? Esther got a dirty 20. What did Zabak get? Zabak got 9. What did Celine get? Celine got a 14. And what did Mercer get? 19. Alright, so it's going to go Demunk. Oh no. Esther. Yeah. Mercer. Celine, Zabak, and then the Acolytes. So the monk... The monk grabs Barrel. <sighs> And attempts to pull barrel. How far can we go? Five ten or five ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty to right here in this room. So this one we're gonna say is the monk right now, so I'm gonna just take barrel off of the That's fine. Um and then it is Esther's turn. Oh, I think the heck not. You know about it. You made me real mad up in here. Hmm. I'm going to use... I haven't actually used any of my own spells except for Levitate. Directly in front of me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
frick. Nine to hit. Yeah, that's gonna miss. Oh no, I messed up. Uh, <laughs> bye. And she moves uh, 30 feet back and to your right. So, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Alright, so then it's Mercer's turn. Mercer's gonna come out. 5, 10, 15 to right here. Yep. <clears throat> and he sees the first one? He sees both of them standing right here. Okay. Well, the first one, closest. Yeah, uh, Scorching Ray. Yeah, mess him up. Okay. Critical hit. Yeah. Jeez. 21. That's a hit. And an 18. That's a hit. Nice. So a crit and two hits. Makes up for my food bar. A ruby snafu. So all together, uh -huh. 40 points. Yeah, buddy. Ow. Ow. She did not like that at all. Wow, okay. If she wasn't dead set on Mercer before, she definitely is now. Why would she be dead set on me in the first place? Do I look very familiar? No. <laughs> that being said, Mercer does stand out like a sore thumb. And she does have like this look on her face when she sees Mercer like... Like... You know how when somebody looks at you and realizes that they recognize you? Yeah. You've seen that look before? Mm -hmm. That's the look she has on her face right now. And then he's going to move 10 feet back and have his back against the wall. So, five. so he's right up against this bookshelf right here. Yep. Okay. I can move that off because he's that's taking up that. Alright, so that's Mercer's turn. Yep. Uh, Celine. Celine's going to come out. I'm assuming a five foot step out. Yep. Okay. Oh, no, wait. She's right here. So, five, ten. There yeah. you go. And, because, uh, you know, she would have seen the three rays go past oh, yeah. the door. She goes, I can do it too. Shot. It does uh, the Raxus Chaos rays. Raxus Chaos Bolt bolts. Or, or chaos. Whatever it's the. Yeah, it's chaos called. bolt barrage. 
Always get the name mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> so, where'd my other D8 go? There it is, and a D6. So first bolt. Oh, actually, I got a hit. So first one. Um, Thirteen. That is a miss. Uh, Twenty-two. That's a hit. Fifteen. That's a hit. Okay, so two hits. So first one. Let's see, that's a six. It's going to be poison. Dang. So six, eight, eleven. Second bolt. More poison for 20 points on the nose total. To her? Yep. She go down. Nice. She had exactly 20 hit points left. Yep. <sighs> glass cannon's gonna be glass cannon. Well, um, Celine's gonna look around the corner, uh -huh. see Esther, sees hey. the back. Hey. Where's Beryl? He's, he's been grabbed! And you didn't go after him? Bro, what am I supposed to do? Blast him! Uh, right. You still, how many stars you got on your rope? Well, yeah. But the tank's the one that's supposed to, you know, do the bloody stuff. Alright, blame me. <laughs> Esther turns to run after them now. Alright, so that was Celine's turn? Yeah, because she's It like, oh. is uh, Zabak's turn. Alright. Which way did they go? And Esther tells her which way they went. Alright, and she starts chasing after them. So, I need to know specifics, because... Uh, yeah, she's... <coughs> go out of the room past what's their nose there, I guess. Okay, so giving him an attack of opportunity. Yeah, then. she'll risk it for the biscuit. Alright, does she go around him or through his space? Around. Okay, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. I'll let you get to there because this is still all difficult terrain, so that's 40. He gets an attack of opportunity. So, okay, question that's real nice. quick. Huh. Monk. Yeah. How is she able to get all the way through the difficult train? She has a higher movement, and I still did 10 feet okay. of movement per square. Okay, just... Man, I forget why. That's a super high level. Yeah, no, I I made a point of making sure, because if, if this didn't act as difficult train for her, she would have been all the way back in here by now. <laughs> Bring my baby turtle back! And she yeets the javelin of returning at her for her first attack. Mm, 17 to hit? Uh, that's a hit. Heck yeah, it is. There it is. Not great, but, yeah. Oh, man. Three points. Plus your strength modifier. Oh, 
Yeah, ten points of lightning damage. How much total? Ten. Ten total mm-hmm. of what kind of damage? Lightning, yo. Okay. And she's gonna yeet it again. Oh frick. What did you roll? Whing! A one. A one? Yeah. Roll again. No! 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 It's a 13. Plus your attack modifier. Dirty 20. Okay. So, you don't critically fumble the javelin. You just... Oh, crap. That's ah, crap! I flew too close to the sun. You could have you harpooned a barrel. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Is that what you were making me roll for? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's a chance. Oh, man. Oh, <coughs> All right. So that was the back's turn, right? Uh-huh. It is the Acolyte's turn, and I did not do the attack of opportunity from the Acolyte. Uh, no, you didn't. Oh, let's do it now. Let's do it now, I guess. Huh? Just do it now. Oh, jeez. I, I wasn't even going to take it seriously. Um. But no. <laughs> that's a twenty-two to hit. That's kind of oh. hard to ignore. Yeah, that's gonna hit. Um. So, the back is going to take. Jeez. Uh, Nine points of bludgeoning damage as she gets uh. hit with a chain strike. And um. Give me a strength. Give me a strength saving throw. Oh thirteen? That makes it. Oh. Okay. So that's that. Um now we get to the acolyte's actual turn. And he, looking at his friend who's just been like completely obliterated, turns around, pulls out two daggers, and chucks them in Celine's direction, one of which you can tell is aimed at Mercer. So the first one at Celine is going to be twenty-two to hit. Misses. You're so full of it. (laughs) You are so full of it. And when it hits, she needs to give me a con saving throw. Natural 20, so 21. Okay. She doesn't become poisoned, and she takes minimum damage of four points as a dagger catches her in the shoulder. And then the one on Mercer. close was it? One off? Alright. So, this thing Ping! Well, if it was that close, it was one of those last minute oh... Oh, frick. Oh, frick yeah, that's moments. what I'm saying. It's, it's close. It's, it's enough that he's like, ping! He's like, ha you dead next, boy! And he sees the dagger go flying back to the guy's hand, and he just kind of catches it, staring at Mercer going... Mercer goes, I had two of those and sold them already. <laughs> what do you think about that? He slips that dagger back in. I like them apples. <laughs> he doesn't want to lose his daggers. Versus going to sell them. <laughs> <laughs> or 
Uh, Alright, so that was his turn. It is the monk's turn again. She is... Realistically, we wouldn't be able to keep up with her. Yeah, no. She'd be gone with Barrel. And I'm still raging because I did hit on one of my attacks. And as long you as you are... make an attack, you, if, as long as you make an attack, you, you can still rage. Oh, right. And you're actually ten feet away from her, so. Oh crap. She. Well. Is going to make tank. two swings with her iron chain at you. First one. Is a 21 to hit. Frick. Second one. Oh. Is a 16 to hit. Ah, so miss. that misses. You take 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Ha! As you see, this chain just kind of whip out, sort of like a. Um, a uh, Mortal Kombat scorpion with the yeah. kunai knife on the rope, just kind of, <laughs> and then she tries but to she, make a dash. Tries she not dash, excuse me. She tries to run away again with barrel. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, and this is where you hear a, <laughs> and she goes ah, <laughs> and barrel's just. You kind of hear Barrel going. <laughs> All right, I forgot. He does have the normal astronomical power left within his wee little body. As a boy, Barrel. <laughs> That's one of those. Like for me, I intentionally go chase after. Wham! Right into the field. Wham! Right into the field. Just keep bouncing them off. Oh, his back's gonna come up. Wait, what? And mess him up. Assuming there's some type of field blocking her, and she's, you know, you know, getting jolted. Smack into the field. Yeah. So it's smack. <laughs> smack. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's not what happened, but I get what you're saying. No, but it'd be funny. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> it'd be really funny. Um, Alright, so that was her turn. It is now Esther's turn. Mercer and Selena, we got this one. Alright, she's going to move so she can see that guy that's still left in the room. So she's just going to move towards Celine and lean around the uh, shelf there so she can yeet a magic missile at this mofo. She's coming down to here? Yeah. So and 5, 10, 15, 20. She's going to have to come out here. Mm -hmm. So that'd be 25. That's fine. So she's going to regular magic missile, not a star magic missile. Uh, 15... 18 points of damage on him. Ah! <laughs> Just fucking. 18 on this guy? Yeah, man. Get wrecked. Your shit's nice. Me too. I need to get more ice for the freezer at home. 
Alright. And then she ducks behind the shelf with her last five feet of movement. Ha <laughs> ha! It's kind of a tight squeeze, but she makes it. Alright, so that was Esther's turn. Okay. It's Mercer's turn. Scorching Ray. Yeah, I mess him up. <sighs> First one? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a 26 to hit. That's no, it's all right. I'll handle this one on my own. On the edge. <laughs> uh, that's going to be an 18 to hit. That's a hit. And a 25. That's a hit. First ray. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven points total. Mm-hmm. He's not feeling too good. Celine's turn. She's going to uh, <clears throat> Chaos Barrage. Again? Mm-hmm. Just three third level spell slots. Okay. So first one, one explodes in her face. Mm-hmm. Well, 15 to hit. The, uh, the Acolyte? Yeah. Right on the money. Okay, so. Uh, that's going to be a 20. That's a hit. And a 17 on the dice roll itself is going to hit as well. Mm-hmm. So 2d8, 1d6. <sighs> that's a 1. I don't think I've ever rolled a 1. Oh. What does that mean? Acid. Cold. Nice. Twenty-three points. Oh, the Yep. He did. Ah, get wrecked. All right. So that was Celine's turn. Uh, she's gonna move thirty feet forward. <laughs> Towards the door. Oh uh, yeah, without blocking it. Thirty. Yep. Okay. And then it's Zebek's turn. She's gonna continue running through to try to catch up to Beryl and the acolyte. All right. So five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty. And this is where she sees something kind of interesting. What's up? She doesn't see anything like blocking the the monk but she does see another acolyte standing in the doorway and she sees one of the far elf daggers driven into the monk's chest oh this guy's also uh, sleeveless 
and has these weird tattoos and like a purplish color on his arms. Alright, well I don't like this. Beryl, come here! Encouraging Beryl to try to break free and come over to Oh, he totally can. He's a... <laughs> ah, that's my boy. Now, go get Esther. Go to Esther. He's only got 20 feet of movement. He used it up to get to right. the back. Now she's going to, you know, throw, sling him on her back and back up to the doorway. So that she's... She's like, already moved her full speed. No, she hasn't. 40 feet, right? Oh, yeah, never mind. Because you had to do a uh, difficult terrain right, to get through right. that room. Okay, so she'll eat the javelin then. I hate to do this, but I think I better make sure you're dead. Where is my black dude? Right there. Oh, I hit it for myself. In the box. In the box? Oh, that's gonna be a 26 to hit, my friend. That's gonna be a hit. <laughs> yeah, it is! <laughs> and it's not gonna do a lot, but it's gonna do something. Oh, Frick, that's nine points of damage for the first one. <laughs> Seems to be about my max. And, uh, for my second attack. Oh, that's not as great. 16 to hit. The monk? Yeah. That's a miss. Oh, Frick. Ah, so close. Get in there, they're getting away. That Jeez. was the back's turn. Yeah. Acolytes are all dead, so it's the monk's turn, and Zabak hears the monk yell something in Elvish at this guy, and he just kind of takes a defensive stance and holds his position and pulls his chain out. Get right. So now she's kind of ticked off at him, turns and looks at Zabak, and... She was yeah, you already had her that way. And, uh... Come back. Five, ten. And moves right up to take two, uh... Two swings with the iron chain again. Oh, I'm sorry. One with the iron chain and one with one as an unarmed strike. I just realized this what the frosting is for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so chain attack. The 14. Yeah. And the unarmed strike is definitely gonna miss. Um, this guy, then you see, swing the chain over one of his shoulders, pull a dagger out, and chuck it straight at her. Oh, dang. And, uh, he misses, but you can distinctively tell that the dagger was being thrown at the monk. Hmm. All right, nice try. Next time, hold your breath as you throw. And then it's Esther's turn. Here I come, Beryl! And she she comes, uh, I have a question for you. Hmm. When one moves to the astral plane, can one simply pass through objects? 
that are still on the physical plane? What? No, because you go to a completely different plane. Oh. And the way your robe is written is that when you return to the material plane, you return to the space from which you left. Oh, never mind. I'm not doing that. So, yeah. Wait, hold on. What, is your, what does your robe do? I can... <laughs> I, ha, I can use an action to move... I can move an action... I can use an action to move to the astral plane! Who needs to get to the astral plane? <laughs> oh, shit. everybody back into this room. Yeah, 50. So 50. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. And diagonally 50. through. Well, like, you said you dashed yeah, 50, right? Yeah, he's going to, like, you know, swing and hang so he's not right in the doorway. So basically he's... he's oh, gonna, I, I yeah, see what you want to... Okay. Well, that's your 50 feet. Yeah. He's like, small legs! As he runs by. <laughs> Is he doing anything else? That's all he can do. Okay. Um, it is Celine's turn. Celine is going to dash as well. 
Okay, and she can go 60, right? So 5, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, and she's right in the doorway. She'll, same thing, she tucks in the corner. It's right here. Yeah. As soon as she comes into this room, Beryl looks over and It's not party time. She just waves at Beryl. Um, and it is Zabak's turn. Ah, yep. And she takes the uh, jawbone, which um, I did damage for incorrectly earlier, but I'm not going to do it incorrectly this time. Gonna swing. Oh, that's close. That's gonna be 18 to hit. And I know it does hit. The monk? Yeah. Yeah, that that, that does hit. Uh, I was supposed to do four That's a 14 damage. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. That's eight damage. Okay. Uh-huh. And then another six of shock damage. And then another six. So that's. <laughs> 20. Yeah, 20. 20 points of damage, six of which are shock. On the acolyte? Mm hmm. Ah, bah, and that's my first attack. Dang. Yeah, buddy. And for my second, oh yeah, that's gonna be a 21 to hit. Hmm? 21 to hit. Yeah, yeah. Frick yeah. Uh, seven shock, five more, six more, so that's 11. 18. Yeah, 18 points. Seven oh. more, which are shock. And now, even though it invokes an attack of opportunity, <coughs> she's gonna ha, she's just gonna back into the other room to make sure Beryl stays away from that person, and she's gonna get up to as close to Esther as she can. Um, so at this point, Beryl grabs hold of uh, the back and goes. <laughs> And what? you both dimension door. What? Astral slide, essentially. And you little shit! <laughs> what? No, if I knew you could do that. Why didn't you do that sooner? You did know he could do that. You've seen him do it yeah. at least twice. Beryl, why didn't you do that when she first grabbed you? He can't just do it to himself. He does it to somebody else. Oh, and takes them. And takes them with. So if he had done that to her, if he had done that when she grabbed him, he'd have taken her with him. Correct. Right into the the middle of us. (laughs) Battle. You didn't think about it? Uh, (laughs) You got to remember, this guy guy is still like a a three-year-old child. Oh, Battle. You sweet, simple creature. Doing just <laughs> hey, wait! Esther's like, how did you? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Come here, Beryl. All right. And wasn't that all of Zabak's movement? That's then? it. That's it. So it's her well, turn. No, done, she right? didn't move yet because Beryl dimmed order. Okay. So Zabak's like, what the f- <laughs> Esther, 
and she, you know, brings Beryl over to Esther. Five, Sweet! Ten, Fifteen. Now I can take the action I've been holding. Yep. Come here, Beryl! Grabs her and shifts into the astral plane using the cloak. <laughs> she shifts into the astral plane. Beryl stays right there. Oh, crap. That didn't work. But nobody hears that. I figured she's in as the much. Astral plane. But just, just the fact that <laughs> nobody we, we had the potential of doing that in game weeks ago. <laughs> Hey man, hey man, I didn't really think it was going to work. Why do you think I didn't bother with it till now? <laughs> ah, crap. That didn't work. Well, I'll just hang out here. So I can't, oh, so I can't even see what's going on right now. That... Oh, you're in the astral plane right now. Oh, crap, man. How do I get back? Um, that being said. How do I get back? Hmm? How do I get that back? Is it an action to go back to the regular mm -hmm. plane? Oh, so I'm stuck here till my next turn. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you see the astral giant sea turtle? Oh, shit. Oh. Bro. <laughs> I forgot. I don't like it here. Now, here's what I will say. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> this is a very interesting opportunity for, uh, for Zabak. As she sees... Esther. Esther, yeah, mm. Esther. Ugh. As she sees a unusual looking blue flaming creature in white robes oh, cool. with eight wings and um, a solid face of a mask for a face that has a crescent moon on it. Oh, this is weird. Hey, buddy, what's up? Too far away. Uh, I'm gonna go check that out. I hope the rest of the party's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Starts walking over to the thing. Do, 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 do. Okay. Three hundred feet away. Okay. So she'll dash. She she still doesn't get that. That's fine. It's so not she, Esther's turn. I'm just know, telling her what, what, what she's, she's seeing. So it's the monk's time. turn, and the monk is like just beyond pissed at this point. Pulls out two daggers and attempts to chuck both of them at Selena. Oh frick! Me shield moved. Hey hey. Alright, so first one. Seventeen. Hits. And the second one. Fourteen. Misses. Okay. So the one that hits, I'm gonna need another con saving throw. Nope. What's she roll? One. Oh, jeez. Um. <clears throat> yeah, um. I'm at the wrong one. Good thing C's don't critically fumble. Okay, so you are poisoned for one hour, and because you failed by more than five, you fall unconscious. Oh, crap. Okay. And you are unconscious while poisoned in this way. Stellar. Lovely. So she just slumps in the corner. <laughs> and just... Okay. And of course the six damage from the blade itself. 
that one caught her right in the leg. <clears throat> and that was the monk's turn, so it is now Esther's turn. Esther now sees that eight-winged... Bro, I need to go talk to that. Hey! As she starts running over 80 feet. Hey! Okay. Try to get its attention. So 300 minus 80... 220. 220 feet away now. That's her whole turn. Yep. And then now does she stay in the astral plane yeah. or does she decide she's, to move back? She, she's gonna stick around because now she's gotta check this thing out. Okay. She, yeah, like you know, like anything. Ooh, what's that shiny thing? Forgets what's going on. I'm gonna go after shiny yeah. thing. I, I thought the rogue said you were stayed in the astral plane for a certain period of time. I don't know. Check it. Double check okay. it. Because if that's the case, she'll just pop back. Robo stars. Okay, while you wear the robe, you can use an action to enter the astral plane along with everything you are wearing and carrying. You remain there until you use an action to return to the plane you are on. And carrying. I was carrying Beryl. Yeah, but Beryl means all magic. I know. Uh... You reappear in the last place you occupied, or if that space is occupied, then you're Okay, so you just stay there. How do you know Beryl's immune from magic? Because you just told me, bro. So now I know. Oh, yeah. Now she knows. Durr. I'm tired. <laughs> she just figured it out like, oh, he's immune to everything. Great. Alright, so you stay in the astral plane then. Okay. Trying to flag down a cherubim or a nephilim or whatever the heck this <sighs> thing is. Probably gonna get my crap wrecked. This is fine. <laughs> Alright, so that's Esther's turn. It's Mercer's turn. Come on, Mercer, Merce. Uh, and from his angle, from where the doorway is at, he does not see Celine go unconscious. That's what I was trying to see. He's going to reach into his pocket. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. And he's going to... Uh, grab the long nail spike Ooh. and he's going to drain the magic from it okay. to channel his uh, as an action his force cannon alright roll me a d20 that's a 6 ok nothing happens I mean the, the spell thing goes off yeah but it doesn't set off a wild magic surge yep Delete. And, uh, he's going to There's not really not a whole lot he can do. He's actually, you know what he's going to do? He's going to back his back into the corner. So, other side of the wall from where Esther is. Yeah. Here? So, 5, 10, 15, 20. And that's basically his entire movement. And he's going to basically just... 
Because you can't do a ranged attack for a ready... Well, I guess you can't. No. <coughs> well, he already spent his action using the object, so it would be the bonus action with the force cannon. Yeah. So, and he just stays there for the moment. Okay. He's like, you know, she's the, the elf lady's probably going to come in here in a minute. Or Celine's going to come in, one of the two. Okay. How is Celine looking? Not horrible. Okay. Um, she's two-thirds healthy, but she's now currently drooling undignifiedly because she's sleeping. Um, so, Celine's turn. She's unconscious. Sabak's turn. So, Mercer would notice that she doesn't move. Celine's not dumb enough to stay in the room by herself. Yeah, from his angle now, he can see, like, some part of her just slumped over on the floor. Oh, crap, Celine. Meat shield? Get in there now! I'm on it! She starts running. What's her movement? 40. So, 80 feet? Yeah. Alright, so 5, How How far can I get without dashing? Halfway into the room. Because it would be 10, 20, 30. She was right here. So and you've five, already used 10, 10. So yeah, right in the middle 20, of the room. 20, 30, 40. Alright, yeah, she'll dash to put herself between Selena and Bad Bats. 50, 60, 65, 70. Uh-huh. Here I am again! Get wrecked! <laughs> Alright. So that's Zabak's turn. Uh, acolytes are... I gotta erase that. I keep getting that. Oh. Yeah, I killed them. Yeah, they all gone. I, I killed them mercilessly. <clears throat> One still bubbling in a pool of acid. <laughs> it's Monk's turn. Or poison, sorry. She pulls out a different dagger and chucks it at the back. That's a 23 to hit the back. Oof, yeah. Alright, I need a con saving throw. Bones back, the back. There you go. Oh, that's gonna be 18, yo. Okay. She is not poisoned. Thank God. And she takes four points of damage as the dagger catches her. <clears throat> With that, the monk lady whips another dagger out and checks it at the back. Ah! Oh crap, I think I'm not a gracious for today. No, no, I'm not. Okay, so she completely misses, and the dagger flies past Zabak's head, flies through this door for a split second, and Mercer sees the dagger stop and just flip back through the doorway again. Oh, it's fine. Well, yeah. And back into her hand. I've already got my fancy return into it. I think Mercer can get in there next turn. And that is the monk's turn. 
Esther's turn. Is she dashing to try to catch up to that thing again? Hey! Am I getting getting its attention? Evens or odds? Even. No. Um, What did we say? 210 feet away? 220. 220, and you dash another 80 feet? 90 feet. Is that what you said? Well, not 80 feet, because she only moves at 60 feet, right? Yeah, so we, I would have been at 240. Down at 180. This will work. Okay. Hey! I think this work. My, my big hope here is that perhaps this thing can help us. 10, 15. It, it's double movements. Not when you're teleporting. Uh, and what's in the range? The back, you might get smacked. Uh, yeah. Within ten feet of the space. So, five, ten, fifteen. Five, ten. Yeah, she'd be right there in the blast radius. Because from here, I can see that space. Your hand. Right. Yeah. yeah, if I'm right here, I can see direct line into yeah. that corner. Yeah. And then a 10 foot radius around. So, are you doing it right here? Basically. So basically, here's what happens. So Mercer, bonus action, blips to here with his boots. Okay. Reaches out, pulls out a thunderstep scroll. Shoom! Thunderstep applies the damage to the space you left. Uh, does it? Bro! Because I've used that spell multiple times. Oh, you're right. Oh well. Anyways, he gets the way he gets there. Anyways, he does it anyways. <laughs> there you are, you stupid lady. <sighs> oh well, it was worth it. And at this point, Barrel's just like. And appears right here. Stupid turtle. You all left him behind. The bat or Esther's in the astral plane right now. Yeah, she's like hairing off on her own stupid adventure. <coughs> Alright, so that was Mercer's turn. Yep. Selena's still unconscious. So it is Zabak's turn. Alright. Crusher. Time to die, bitch. <laughs> so she's gonna recklessly attack while she's enraged. There well, we I, go. I guess I didn't need to do that. Dirty 20 to hit. That's a hit. Yes, it is. No, but it gives you it gives you a better chance to hit. Yeah. And if you roll really oh, well, you can man. you can uh, hurt her badly. Seven points uh, no, thirteen points of damage. Two of which were shock. <laughs> Thirteen points. Yeah. 
Alright, so that was Zabak's turn. It is the monk's turn again. And I gotta do this again. Alright, she's gonna try to do this. I gotta look up a spell real quick. Oh no. I was only gonna do it if I rolled above a 15 and then I rolled a 19. That's a bonus action. Alright. Bonus action, she misty steps to right here. <coughs> Takes the chain out. And says, if I'm going down, so is one of you, and oh, swings down at uh, Celine. Oh, crap. Because she's the easy target right oh, now. Oh, this this woman is dead. I'm... Yeah, well, no, I think... she's dead. <laughs> you're you're going to see a side of Mercer that you have not yet really seen. So that's... Does it? Well, oh, because God. Celine is unconscious, hits are... Automatic crits. Well, they're they're no. You gotta roll. Still gotta roll to hit, but you roll with advantage. Yeah, but they're still considered as crits. Correct, but you got hit first. Well, it's an eighteen by itself. Correct. There's still a chance you miss. You just got too excited. Like ah, I'm gonna do it, and then whiff. And the good news is she can't kill her outright in one turn. So that's 17 points bludgeoning. Okay. And then her second attack is the unarmed strike. Correct, which she's oh. still up. What's her hit points at? Six. But she's you can't you can't kill her. Not with an unarmed strike. Even, you can knock her unconscious. She's already unconscious. No. She's so, she's asleep. No, it specifically says unconscious. Correct, but it, not death saving throws. You will, you will push her into death saving throws this upcoming turn. You can't kill her. No, no, no. That, that's oh, that, that's oh, not... Oh. No, you're right. You're right. My point is yeah, the no, damage the, would still put her at zero. Yes. Assuming and, she hits. Because she still has to roll to attack. That's a 17? Yes. Okay. Only by two. And this, this might not be enough. Yeah, no, it's only four points. Yeah, no, she's still... She's like... Well, no, it was a crit. Five points, excuse me. I rolled one. So she's literally at one point, and she's just like... Yeah. Oh, my God. Zabak's like... Oh, shit. And uh, Esther, I'm assuming another 60 feet. Have I gotten this thing's attention? Um, Since the last time? No, not yet. Be 180 is where she's at now. Yeah. So another 60, putting her at 120. Uh, it's uh, fine. Keep uh, doing it. Oh, uh, crap. I got a bad feeling, man. She, st- she stops to really look at this thing. What can she perceive about it? Um, give me an Arcana check at advantage. Oh, well. 
be a 12. Somehow... I'll give it to you. You can really? tell that this creature is celestial in nature. I don't know anything about celestial magic. This is a bad idea. And she blips back to the regular plane. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do this later. So... <laughs> right back to here and all of a sudden you realize there's nobody in that room. Oh shit, guys! And that's your turn. Wait, she can move. I haven't moved yet. Hey, did you dashed? No, I didn't dash yet. No, she said she she waited a moment. Okay. Oh. Uh. But you also don't know where everybody's at. Guys, can I perception just see if? Because you already did a, a skill check okay, okay. on the creature. Oh shit! <sighs> I look around. Uh, runs back into the book room, <laughs> the dirty room. This room? Yeah. Guys! So, fine. Not a dash, just a regular. 10, 15, yeah. 20, 25. 30. Okay, you can't get yeah, another 30. Right. But at this point is where you see Beryl in the doorway and you see Celine halfway slumped over on the floor. Oh! Bleeding. Oh, oh no. Oh no. I fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> and uh, now for the big finale Mercer's turn. Mercer reaches into his pocket, grabs the steel book, catapults it, and needs a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> As a reaction, can uh, Zabak, pardon me, barrel roll out of the way with barrel? That's going to be a 15. No. Babe. I'm sorry, wait, you said a dex saving throw? Yeah. 18. Okay, so she can choose to sidestep the book. As it's coming right at her. Well, yeah, just. Well, she doesn't actually move. She just and it goes. Oh, yeah. And it slams into the wall. And then, um, give me evens or odds. Evens. Odds. The yeah. book slams into the wall, and you realize that where it hit. Had Celine not been unconscious, you'd have clocked her square in the face. Oh we no, he would, he's not careful. paying attention to that right now. Oh. And that then bonus action, that's uh, going to be a uh, 18 to hit. The monk? Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a hit. What's he doing? Uh, force cannon. Oh, okay. Eleven points of damage. Eleven? Yeah, and... She's pushed five feet. So, into Celine. Hopefully she trips over her. Uh, hey, does that provoke an attack of opportunity? Because you no. never said I could barrel roll out of the way, so... No, because she doesn't actually move out of your... Well, she wasn't... Oh, yeah, never mind. Okay, so she does move with the force damage, but with a 20 acrobatics doesn't like fall prone or anything just catches herself on her feet as she's occupying the same space space that's fine so i'm gonna lay Celine here and put her in this spot she is at all right Celine is still unconscious mm -hmm. it is the back's turn <laughs> you're on the edge of your seat right now aren't oh you? i already know what's gonna happen it, it, it's what this is the back doing this isn't good. This isn't gonna end well. 
She drops the jawbone and tackles this bitch. Like a grapple? Can I recklessly do it? Well, grapples are opposed athletic checks. So whoever gets the higher roll... Because you get advantage on your strength saving throws. Oh, that's right, I do! It's not a saving throw. Or not a saving throw, but a strength checks. I do, that's right! Athletic is a strength check, yes Yes, it it is. is. Yo, yeah, no, but then... Go ahead and roll! Not that it helped. Thirteen. With your athletics. Motherfucker. Well, wait, athletics? It should be worse for her. No, I take it back. Uh, It's a sixteen. Shit. Nope, doesn't make it. Okay. Try again. Yeah. Two attacks. Yeah. Ah, come here, you slippery bitch. Oh my god. What is this? What you get? She got a 19 that you, time. She won. Okay. She's just like, nope. What the hell? She is a monk after all. <clears throat> Alright. So that's Zabak's turn. Mm-hmm. It's the monk's turn. All right. That's fine. Have at it. She still has to at least hit. Yep. There's a possibility she misses. That's a 21 to hit. To hit. Okay. okay. So, so, I will go unconscious with this hit. Next hit, I will fail two death saving throws. Yep. That's fine. That's fine. And then on Celine's turn, has to make a death saving throw again. Not necessarily. Who's after this? I got things, man. I got things. <laughs> Who's after this? That's a 17 by itself. Yeah, you hit. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you, you, put, you, you put her into two deaths. Er, well, yeah, so she takes two deaths saving throw and fails. Who's trying okay, to let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it's it's turn. James is all excited she's now. She's going to move <laughs> up to her maximum 30. Which is 15, I guess. Okay, so... Three spaces. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, to right here in the doorway. Yup. Sticks her face right in the girl's face and goes, dodge this, and rips a star off of her cloak. One, two... How, how many... Six, seven... How many missiles is it? Ten, eleven... It's seven? Yeah. Yeah, you kill her. Ah, it doesn't even matter off. what you rolled. It's at a plus one. It yeah. just... Just... And she just... She's basically just a big splatter on the wall now. Yeah. Esther's eyes twitching. The back is like... Because what you were going to watch is Mercer was going to walk straight up to her, cannon to her body, and just... Poof, repeatedly. I just obliterated her, though. <laughs> Mostly yeah. from here down to about the waist. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he, he was just going to sit there, firebolt, force cannon, firebolt, force cannon, firebolt, force cannon. Esther just standing there, <laughs> uh, growling. Okay. The so, back's like, what the fuck? And then, uh, quickly, Mercer moves over. Mm-hmm. Cure wounds. Hey, Esther, uh, can I get in your okay. bag? 
I remember you taking it. I just didn't know if you were going to have the chance to use it. Nine. She's got okay. a... She's back. She's I've back up. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I've got a standard... That was close. Uh, you have to feed them, though. You could potentially kill them by giving someone unconscious a potion. That's so bullshit. So, Mercer took Cure Wounds, which is a level one spell. He has four slots. I, I remember you saying you did that because uh, Mercer's been getting mollywhopped a lot lately. Uh-huh. Good job, good job. Close call. <laughs> Zach and, uh, is gonna gently guide Esther away from the rest of the group to try to now that, kind of rein her back. Now in. that she's back up, uh-huh. Mercer proceeds to strip the what's left of the elf lady for <laughs> anything she has on her, and yeah. I mean anything. So from the waist down, uh, she got anything good? <laughs> Um, Where did our tattooed friend go? He's still standing there in the doorway. Mercer doesn't care. Zavak's gonna walk over. Hello, friend. All right, one, one thing at a time here. Let me figure out what Mercer finds. <clears throat> Put Beryl and Zavak over there, though. She, she puts the weapon away, obviously. She's like, hello. It's a good thing you killed him instead of killed her instead of me. All right, so you find... Four, la- four more daggers. And as you are, like, looking them over, you notice it looks like something's something wet is on the blade. They're Ew. poisoned. Mm-hmm. That's nasty. The chain? The, the iron chain is... Uh, yeah. There is the iron chain. And... Uh, let's see here. Give me... I roll a 45 or above, so I'm going to give you the benefit. Um, then we'll say you find one of those belts, too. Or 91, yeah, you find one of those belts. Yes. Nice. Mercer puts all that in his bag, and he, uh, as he's walking past Celine, he hands her a greater healing potion uh-huh. and proceeds to go do the same thing to the other two. Oh, check them? Oh, he's... He is being merciless in this moment. He's like, he's super ticked off. Mm-hmm. So, not only is he going to like completely strip them down, if no one comes in there after a few rounds, there ain't going to be anything left of them. Damn, dude. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, Mercer's going to go back to chaotic neutral. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he full out just, they, they're butt naked, and the, the, he just blows them apart. So the second he realized that Celine could potentially die, all he was seeing was red. Yeah, and the fact that she's she's splattered on the wall, half of her splattered on the wall anyways, mm-hmm. um, he needs to take his aggression mm-hmm. out somewhere, so, uh, and these two poor souls get it. Question. Yeah. Uh, considering the brutal way in which Esther just straight up murdered this woman, she's, no. she's chaotic good. Yeah, no, I would... But that okay. was a bit excessive. No, not really. Oh, okay. Not really. That would have been the chaotic side of Esther. It was complete. In my mind, that would have been completely justified because she saw one of her teammates go down and wanted Got to it. make sure that she didn't die. So I would see that Got almost it. as protective in the extreme. Okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. A little bit of mama bear. Good. Okay. Now, Mercer going and just mutilating two already dead bodies, on the other hand. <laughs> That's a little Ted Bundy right there. That, that, that's a little bit <laughs> over the top. Yeah, he, like I said, he literally strips them to nothing. Puts everything they have in, the, in his bag. 
and then you just hear a. Esther just kind of sits down and goes, "Oh my god." He's gonna find six more daggers. Total. Yeah. And then. Um, they both had chains. Yeah, I'm just. Um, okay, so. Let's see here. Now, the chains that they have are different. Okay. From the iron chain that the monk had. Uh, these chains are. Um, well, they're just, they're less. They look like they're, they're not going to pack as much of a punch. So, like, the iron chain had, like, a steel ball on the end of mm-hmm. it, whereas these chains um, seem more versatile. It still has a little bit of a steel head on the end of it, but these look more like they're designed for wrapping around someone's leg or catching something off of their back or something of that nature. Whereas the iron chain just looks like it's designed for bam. So does the iron chain get the, like it, say Mercer decides to use this iron chain. Okay. Not able to, but let's say he did. Mm-hmm. Does he get the whole, you mollywop someone, they got to make a saving throw to stay conscious? Because they were, or have they been putting poison on them? Because they've been doing something with the chain where after it hits us, we have to make a save for it. But that was always the daggers. Okay. The chain had nothing to do with that. Okay. That works. Yep. It, that was poison. You are correct, but that was strictly the daggers. Okay, that's fine. Um, so, last thing we're going to do before we call for tonight is Zabak walked up to this guy. Hello, friend. And he just has the most, like, passionate-looking uh, face of awe as he is just in total surprise of the uh, the living star and he's like whoa ah uh, what be your plans for this wee bear on the back eh my plans yeah you can stick around if they are amenable to us it's a living creature we i i was under the impression it was just a, an object uh, like like a like a uh, a no I, I don't know. Why I, do you think it's called the Living Star? I didn't know it was called a Living Star. Yeah, it is. We were calling it a Fallen Star. We thought it was just like some oh. hefty magical artifact. No, it's a living creature. Who actually gets to get to the end of the plane, but... Uh, I, I, so what be your intentions for you? I can't kill a living creature for somebody else's choice of revenge. Oh. I just, I, I can't do that. Oh, that's where yeah. Mercer is. Yeah, oh. that's where Mercer's at. Uh, he, He's not actually listening to this. He is... Esther has just slowly sat down else. and is quietly crying. I... I My name's Renna Stale. Come again? Renna Stale. Uh, I'm not even going to bother trying to pronounce my last name because you probably can't. Can I just call you Stale? You can call me Ren. I don't like that name. I don't care. I'm not calling you Ren. (laughs) 
<laughs> you can either call me Ren or you can call me Renestale. Fine, Artis. We're, we're not going to get along very well, are we? All right, fine, I'm going to steal. Yeah. One of the most amazing people in my life is named Ren, and I rather resent you using that name. <laughs> get back to Faye. It's what the name said in the book. Oh, it's from the book? Yeah! Oh, well, let's retcon. That never happened, then. My bad. I thought it was you. No. Around. I'm like, hey. No, the characters have names. Right there. Okay, I didn't realize he was in the book. I thought he was another NPC. We're replacing Red Estelle, Locked Onto. Qu- 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 Let me see it. Quirin Day or something Let like that. Let me see where. Off what? to the left. Quirland. 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 I, I don't know how it's pronounced. Okay. But yeah, Renestale. Hi, pleased to meet you, Renestale. <sighs> What's your plans then, eh? Well, why are you? I mean, if it's... You mentioned killing. Explain yourself. What do you mean, killing? I never said killing. I said I can't kill a living creature. Hey, expound for... upon that, would you? <sighs> Our leader of the Far Elves uh-huh. is... Someone that we refer to as the Archimandrite. And Ugh. he works in direct association with King Wolfric. King Wolfric wanted to get his hands on the Fallen Star and use its power to take back the Greenwald. Isn't the Archimandrite dead? Yeah, didn't we he kill was, him? He was... The Archimandrite is very much alive. We didn't kill him. I thought he died in the Leviathan. Yeah, I thought we... No, he was the one who showed you how to get out and then disappeared. Oh, okay. He's the douchebag you have to take out. That motherfucker. Yeah, he was the one that nearly killed you in one swift swing. Hmm. Before getting swallowed up by the uh, Leviathan. Don't worry, he'll get his just resorts. Just resorts. Just resorts. Yep, just resorts. (laughs) With his desserts. (laughs) As he finds a force cannon where it doesn't belong. (laughs) Monkey Wrench has been in succeeded. In succeeded? Exactly. What? What? Sounds like you got a monkey wrench in your brain, babe. Uh, No, he said that. Ah. What is your guys' plan for this, this creature? Getting it home, of course. And where, where's its home at? Yeah, it's for a plane. It's got to go back or it's going to explode with the force of a thousand nuclear bombs. Or, uh, something like that. It's equally forceful. I don't know what nuclear bomb is. Uh, okay. Um, well, if you're willing to let me tag along and try to help get this little guy back to his home. Um, I, I can try to give you guys assistance against my other brothers and sisters. One of our own sent out a some unusual modified message spell and told us to look out for a little blue red-faced person. And that if oh. we found him, we could find the star. Do not, me- do not mention anything about him being blue. He's Don't. probably covered in red at this point. Don't say anything about Mercer being blue. Well, he's got a target on his back because several of my brothers and sisters are making their way to this tower. Oh, boy. At this point, Mercer's probably finished up what he's Mercer gets in here. Mm -hmm. And he walks back in 
and it's probably not a good sight. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just covered in blood guts. Well, oh. you got to think it's firebolt force cannon. He's standing right over it, so it's just splattering everywhere. That's disgusting. I feel like he should have a line. Mercer shift. looks at him. He already went through an oh, that's right. shift. Okay. Yeah. Mer- Mercer looks at him. Sees the back talking to him peacefully. Mercer, don't get any ideas, no. As, like, probably a little big, just goes... Oh. As oh, he just disgusting. stares at him. That's disgusting. Marisar, get yourself cleaned up, boy. Is that the, uh, the, the, the gnome? Is that the gnome? What gnome? Mercer kind of looks around. Do you see any other one? Ah! Okay. Marisar. I don't know what sort of weird, twisted, crazy stuff... Ah, don't call him crazy! He looks at him and goes... I've killed a leviathan. I've pissed off a great worm and survived the tale of tales. And he goes, he gives his little spiel that he gives to everybody. He's a mean little motherfucker. You can step right off. Please don't piss off. Or you'll end up like your what's left of your compatriots. Although to be fair, Esther did most of that. I'm sorry. He's looking back at Zabak and he's like, I'm just I'm just Stop. trying to help the, the, the little creature I thing. I, Trust me, I understand. He's not. I already stuck two daggers in my own leader, so I mean. Yeah, he's here to help. Well, let's tag along for now, eh? Mercer just kind of shrugs as uh, he just goes. And he goes a bit. Oh, God, that's gross. You're sleeping outside the tiny hut tonight. Nope. You're, I'm sleeping outside. I don't want to be anywhere near your hot mess. <laughs> You smell like Ted Bundy. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted. What? I'm, I'm, t- I'm tempted. Love at first sight for Esther when he sees Esther? Yes, please. Evens or odds? Odds. No, him. Evens. It's a six. Evens it is. Oh, shit. Barrel floats over to Mercer. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks at him a little bit and... Oh. How about it? Bro. Is he just gonna, like, dump a bunch of water on Mercer? Nope. Please be icy cold. Dang it. Probably needs to be icy cold at this point. Gross. I need to find a player's handbook. Well, you gotta take into consideration that Mercer's blood's pretty boiling right now. Oh, yeah. But that being said, Mercer is basically addicted to anything magic-related or mechanical-related. Oh, Lord. So, letting, uh, letting Beryl try to help, he's pretty much like, go for it. (laughs) I mean, he's not tried to resist anything he's done so far. True. Uh, what are you trying to do? I'm, not, I'm trying yeah. to figure something out. Um, okay. I know how I'm going to do this. I know exactly how I'm going to do this. I'm gonna open this up. So, barrel 
uh, at this point, I'm assuming Mercer's kind of cleaned some of the stuff off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, like the first part drips off his face, and the second time he wipes his face down mm-hmm. and, you know, literally just right to the ground. All right, so in the clean spot on your forehead, barrel slowly floats in and goes and bumps foreheads with you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So, so, um, statistically speaking, your character sheet stays exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Appearance-wise, though, your Mercer no longer looks like a rock gnome. He now looks like a Verdan. Why does that sound familiar? The Verdan owe their existence to chaos, descended and transformed from a large clan of goblins and hobgoblins. Those who became the Verdan were simply living their lives doing goblinoid things, but then passing through the shadow of that which endures changes Uh. them forever. Now the newest race to call Faerun home, the Verdan do their best to find their way into an unfamiliar world. So essentially he looks like a blue goblin, so to speak. And Beryl just kind of looks at him and, and rushes off back behind the back. It's alright, this one's okay, Beryl. He like looks at him, he's like, what? He's like a delation. Oh. That's not my normal hands. Um, what do you mean? You're not always blue. He uh, goes around in this room. There's like some crystal or some something that would be reflective, correct? Yep. He uh, and so you appear to be a medium-sized creature. You're still treated as a small creature. Okay. And I only say that because the way it reads is they start off as the same size as goblins they were created from, ranging from three to four feet in height, but at some point reaching maturity, the Verdan undergoes a sudden growth spurt of two feet or more. So at first level, you're considered a small creature. When you reach fifth level, you become a medium creature. You guys are sixth level, so... You look like a medium-sized creature, but for statistics purposes, you're still treated as a small character, because that's how it reads in here. So is that like is that like how does that work from the book? From this? Yeah. Um, the character permanently becomes a random race. This is a cosmetic change and does not affect the character's stats. And I assume there's like a table on there that you roll. No, it just said a random race, so I just went through the entire list of races I had on my app oh. and tapped on one, and the Verdan was the one I hit. Got it. Um, so, I look like it. I'm still a mess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why the minute Barrel realized what he did, he rushed back over to the back and went, Lord. You leave that wee baby alone. He looks at her, looks at Barrel and goes, Do it again. You did it once, you can do it again. Hmm. Try it again. Do it again. <laughs> do it again. And at th- this time, Barrel is like very slowly edging towards you, like he's partially scared of you now. <laughs> you be nice to him, Barrel. It's alright, sweetheart. Do you want like a random race generator? Nope. What are you about? Okay, so he he comes back up and he. And then backs away. Mm-hmm. Now you look like a Harnigan. A rabbit. Yep. But with blue fur. Esther is weirdly attracted to it. Like, Not no... Well, not it's... Not. Now, that being said, you go back to being a small-looking character. Yeah. Well, it's, uh... But now you look furry. Better than, uh... Hey, you know what they say about a harnikin with big ears, huh? (laughs) (laughs) We already proved it. We already proved this. Hey, he's he's been changed. He needs a big hat. He's been changed. Oh, jeez. Gosh. Oh, God. Oh, no. 9-2. So he's long and... He's still... Stacked. He's still stacked. Oh, my God. He looks down. Yep. It's true. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I was literally making a joke about big hats, but you uh, made it nasty. Jeez. The fact is size and... Well, it's what it's, it's what's it, I suppose. <laughs> hey, Harold, how well, about you disguise, disguise our new friend here, too? Well, the thing is, Barrel can keep doing this. <clears throat> Ooh, me next, me next! You guys really want to all go through this and see if you can change your appearance? Yeah. <sighs> all right. Technically, I only meant to do it once, only because Mercer was like, go again. But, uh, all right, we, we will try it one more time. And at that point, you, you begin to realize that Beryl is like, hmm. No, Beryl should just describe disguise our new friend so that... He's flat out going, oh, oh. No, but I'm just saying, Mm-mm. like, we can probably do this once a day without taxing him, without taxing oh, Beryl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Until either A, Mercer gets back to being a gnome, or two to a race he doesn't mind looking like. For now, he's a blue bunny. <laughs> Is that like fluffy bunny, except with like? No, they're they're like. I mean, I guess they they could be. Or something. But they're. You know, fluffy bunny. You stuff marshmallows in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blue bunny. You stuff Rocky Mountain oysters in your mouth until. I heard that one. I, because. You know what Rocky Mountain Oysters are. Okay. Yeah. So, does... Which which other character wants him to try to do this? No. uh, Celine's like, why not? Screw it. (sighs) Yeah, we're fugitives. We should all be disguised. 
Vegas. So he, Beryl kind of floats over to Celine and, um, Oh. And, uh, Celine now looks like a little fairy. That's awesome. That's awesome. She looks exactly the same, except now she appears to have folded butterfly wings on her back and, cosmetically speaking, appears to be the same size as Mercer. As a small character. Esther looks back and forth between Mercer and Selene. Uh, I think we're going to need another... Uh, no, I take that back. Not butterfly wings. Um, we're going to say, like, beetle wings that can fold down. So, it's not something she can actually open up and fly, but that's what it kind of looks like. Oh so. my god, are we going to need to give you two some alone time in the hut tonight? Looking between Esther and Mercer. <laughs> now that you're like the same side. I don't understand what would have stopped you before. Um, Esther's still a dragonborn? Yeah. You said Esther. I meant Celine. <laughs> I meant Celine and Mercer. She's looking back and forth like... I'm just smaller. I mean, I have illusionary wings, essentially. It's kind of gorgeous, and... though. I'm a little jealous. Can you fly now? No. Ah. It'd be really cool if I could. That would be super cool. I'm still a little jealous, though. Do me, do me, do me! Cool. Well, I'm pretty sure Beryl's already looking tapped out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he no. does look a little tired, but he also looks like he could do one more. I suppose the back is actually the most... Well, we're, gonna, we're, we're resting here tonight anyway, so it doesn't matter. So go ahead. Change... Okay, yeah, change the... Well, we need to be disguised now anyway, because people are looking for us. Yeah. So Beryl, go ahead and change... Zabak. Zabak or yeah. Esther? Zabak. Because Zabak, Zabak is a 300 plus pound giant ass turtle. Well, remember, it's only cosmetic, so you're still that weight. I know, I know, but if she doesn't look like a giant ass turtle, this, you know, okay. Zabak's like, oh, I don't know about uh, this. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, we're not going to do that. That's just too difficult. Okay. So, Zabak. Oh boy. He floats over. Beryl, I'm gonna trust you. Bonks Zabak on the head. And Zabak. Changes into an owlin. <laughs> also acceptable. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.